sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the Topanga Moon Podcast. So happy you're here. If you're new, welcome. Welcome to this amazing spiritual community. I missed you all. I I wasn't um, able to record or uh, upload an episode last week because my... It's so funny. Like It's so funny to say that I missed you guys, but energetically, I feel like I'm, I just like missed this community. But... Yeah, I my computer um, had to get had to be repaired. The battery died, so I took it into Apple. I took it into the spa, and at first it was like a little stressful. I was like, "Oh no!" Like my whole life is on the on this computer, and I've been working on this writing project, and just everything I do is on this computer. But I was able to back up everything. I got a new battery. They cleaned it all up. It looks better than new, works better than new. So it all worked out in the end. But it was just a little um, forced vacation away from a lot of things and to be less online. So also it was the beginning of Mercury Retrograde. So that all checks out because a lot of times your technology will break down. Especially something to do with communication, which is all about the Mercury retrograde communication. And this is a podcast. So yeah, but I'm back and I'm really happy to be back with this episode because it is with my friend, Britt McQuarrie. I say her name wrong in the podcast and I'm so, so, so sorry. Um, I am not great with names and I am trying to be more conscious of that because it's really important because I remember when I was growing up, everyone pronouncing my name wrong and it doesn't feel good. So apologies, Britt. Um, I did not say her name right in the beginning, just so you know. But she's an amazing friend. We met at the Spellbound Soiree, which is this really cool dinner party that we did with Topanga Moon. Um, and my friend Annette Sofranova for Halloween. We did this amazing 20-person dinner party. I've talked about it a little bit, but she came as a guest, and that was the first time I met her, and it was just like instant just connection and such an incredible soul. And then we went for coffee, and I heard more about her story, and I was like, oh, man, you need to come on the podcast because just she has just so much wisdom and so much incredible life experiences and a journey and she's a life coach and she really walks the talk as I would like to say and implements all these things that she's teaching other people into her own life and was led to coaching in such a beautiful like incredible way it's really what she's meant to be doing and you can tell and you can feel that in our conversation. We really get into a lot of interesting topics that 
And things like we dive in deep to things that I don't think we've talked about on the podcast yet. So that's why I'm so excited for this this episode because we really get into relationships. Um, she's, you know, she's married and she had, you know, some struggles within relationships before getting married and finding her partner. And we talk about that moment before and, and what it was like and and where what her state was like when she did call in her partner and she has a beautiful baby. We talk about her birthing story and just so many incredible, amazing stories in this podcast episode. And also, um, she really dives into these spiritual tooth, uh, these spiritual truths that she's learned and that she uses with her coaching clients, and also shares examples and gives you tangible, incredible ways to implement them into your life right now. So. That's really cool about this episode where you're going to leave hearing about things and can go and and do these exercises yourself. So that's amazing. This whole, it's it's just a beautiful flowy conversation. She's the master of flow and you're going to hear about it. Um, That's just basically her life motto. Uh, And I just, I loved it. We, we like, were in my parents' like little like cabin almost on my property and it was like this crazy snowstorm and it was just like cozy in there and you can just really feel that within the energetics of this conversation. So um, yeah, I'm going to keep this short today, but I'm so happy to be back and thank you for listening. And here is another incredible episode with my friend Britt on the Topanga Moon podcast. Uh, but welcome to the Topanga Moon podcast. I'm so Thank excited you. you're here. I'm here with Britt McGuire, and she's an amazing new friend and a life coach. <laughs> We're going to get into so many beautiful spiritual topics today, her whole journey, um, what she's about, what she's learned, all of the beautiful lessons and wisdom along the way. And she even drove to meet me here <laughs> in this like cabin, I guess you would call it. Yeah, it it feels like we're up north. We're up north. We we (laughs) teleported up to this beautiful, like, magical winter wonderland. But we do have a fire going, and it's really cozy in here. It is. So welcome. Thank Thank you you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So let's get into it. And I do want to start from the beginning and your journey and anything that you want to um, talk about and tell the audience about in terms of what your journey was like to get you to the point you're in now and yes, the coaching wow. business that you have. I know it's like a very broad question, but <laughs> kind of like your, you know, your upbringing or little things, yeah. very pivotal moments that really affected the trajectory of where you're at now. Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> I'll try and make my journey a little bit shorter, but yeah. <laughs> um, I guess one of the most pivotal moments in my life was I moved from Toronto, well, Burlington to Hong Kong when I was 20. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that was, I, I hadn't traveled much. I had probably, I think I'd been to Florida and that's it. And it probably scared my mom to death. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was only supposed to go for three months and I ended up staying for four years. And I think that really started like for me, just like 
having faith in jumping into the unknown, you know, and like living fearlessly because moving from Canada to Hong Kong in just an instant, like just, you know, making a choice like that so quickly and so impulsively was huge. And I think so many of us are afraid to do that because you are jumping into the unknown. You don't know Mm -hmm. what to expect. And it was incredible. I mean, I stayed for four years and, uh, it was a wonderful, incredible, amazing time in my life. And then it was a little wild too, because I mean, I was yeah. 20 years old. Um, and you're in a whole new country. Absolutely. Independent, yeah. away from your family. Yeah. You basically can do whatever you wanted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So once it, it got a little bit too wild, <laughs> <laughs> because I was so young, I decided to move to Bali and just kind of do, I did a complete 180. I, I, I dove into studying yoga and nutrition, personal training, and just like well-being and self-development and it sounds so cliche because that's what you do in Bali yeah. right it is very spiritual yeah did you um want to go down that path before Bali or was Bali a, a huge part of kind of pulling out that desire for the more yeah. spiritually aligned path it was so I was already into health and wellness yeah. but not to, to that extent like I wasn't into spirituality to that extent so I actually just went there for a two week trip at first okay. and you I like to go for trips and I then stay. do <laughs> I do like to go for trips and stay which terrified my husband when we first met yeah um but yeah I, I ended it. up staying for an extra two weeks and I was like I need to move here because honestly living there just made me like realize that the small like these little tiny things that we care so much about they're so minuscule minuscule in the big scheme of things you know the grand scheme of things and I came back from that trip and I was like I I was just so carefree in a, in a positive way yeah you know and I felt like I could breathe and you know I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders because it's so go 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 in Hong Kong or any big city you know and it was incredible so I picked up and I moved there with $500 in my pocket which again I was jumping into the unknown right and these two points in my life were massive change and it was incredible it just created so much independence and faith that like you can do what you want in life and Mm. to just kind of believe and have faith so was it in Bali that you started to recognize your desire for the work that you're doing right now was there any kind of like ooh, this feels really good or like I'm very intrigued about studying this yeah so when I did my yoga teacher training some of the teachings and exercises that that we did were just so intimate like Mm -hmm. just the act of sitting in front of someone and staring into their eyes Mm. because how often do we have a conversation with someone and look away we're always looking away it's so hard to look deep into somebody's eyes right because you're seeing so much more than the surface when you do that and then we had to ask each other like how are you and answer truthfully because so many of us, again, we, we just normally say like, yeah, I'm good, when we might not be good. So imagine someone coming up to you and asking you how you're doing, and you're like, you know what? I'm actually not that good. Yeah. And just being so vulnerable and telling the truth, and oftentimes we don't because it would make the other person feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And we're so scared of 
well, not only ourselves feeling uncomfortable, but the other person that we're talking to. But like... Yeah, isn't that wild that we always do that? We're always trying to protect how somebody perceives a situation instead of actually being authentic within ourselves. Like I catch that even now um, doing all this like really... uh, deep work of unearthing all these limiting beliefs and I I can see the the thoughts going on in my head now I'm really conscious of the thoughts and it's like a thought being like oh like even before I get the email back being like oh maybe I said too much in that email and this person's gonna email me back saying yeah uh I don't know, something, your mind They say the opposite yeah. of what you're probably thinking. It's yeah. like these little fear gremlins and like... So true. It just, it takes practice, you yeah. know? And like realizing that we are not our thoughts. We are mm. not our emotions. And yeah, they're happening inside of us, but they're objects, yeah. you know? And you just kind of have to, you know, give that object a shape and just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, push it to the side and say like, I am not my thoughts. I am not my emotions. Yeah. And just come back to your breath, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like take a big deep inhale and a long exhale and just like, you'll be okay. Yeah. So in that moment when you're in Bali and mm-hmm. you're doing these new exercises, were there things coming up? Was there... Uh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, were was there even any, like, kind of rock bottom moments that started to, like, push you out into your more, I would say, maybe authentic self or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. After that, especially that exercise, yeah. I just started answering more truthfully when people asked me how I was doing. And, like, you don't have to f- drop to the floor and ball your eyes out, you know, mm-hmm. and just, you know, be super dramatic about anything. But yeah. you could just tell someone how you're feeling. And you know what? If you do want to cry, then cry. If you do want to drop to the floor and ball your eyes out, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I just started answering more truthfully and saying, like, well, this is how I'm feeling. Like, I didn't always have to be great. I didn't always have yeah. to be so happy and so positive. And I am a positive person, and it's great to be optimistic and happy, but, like, you don't need to be that when you're not feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was in a relationship, and I I knew that it was the end. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was going through this training, I just my soul was speaking to me and I just like, I knew it was the end. And even though I didn't want to believe it because you know, you don't, who wants to go through heartbreak? It hurts regardless if you know that it's what needs to happen or not. And uh, yeah, I just like, I could feel it inside of me. And that's when my soul really started speaking to me and like saying like, listen to me. I I have the answers here, you know? And yeah, it was, it was a very moving, it was an intensive 30 day yoga, um, training. So I was immersed in it. I was in it. Like it was 10 hours a day and it was a lot to learn and it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. I, I would, I, I recommend people now, even if you don't want to be a yoga teacher to go and do something like that because it was magical. Wow. Okay. So then you're doing your teacher training Yeah. and then where did life lead you? So I started teaching, I started teaching yoga and it was, it was all just about health and my relationship ended. I stayed in Bali for another six months and then I booked a one-way ticket back to Canada. 
And my idea was <laughs> I'm going to go to Australia or LA. I wanted to be somewhere hot, right? So you were like, okay, I'm done with Bali for the moment. Yes. You know? And yes. you just, um, and it sounds like you really lead your life in an intuitive way. Yes, I, you? <laughs> I do. I, I, I follow like, love. I yeah. follow the ocean. I yeah. follow the mountains. Like any place that makes me feel, you know, alive and connected yeah. to something bigger than myself. Yeah. I'll go there. Amazing. <laughs> so coming back to Canada. That yes. Feels like it was like an intuitive ping for you. Yes. And then you were like, okay, I'm just gonna like get my bearings back. Yes. Because your family's, you know, here. Yeah. And I was gone for six years. Yeah. And you're like, okay, let's like regroup. Yes. And then that's um, exactly what I thought yeah, I was yeah. gonna do. Did you think you were gonna be uh, teaching yoga? Yeah, so okay. I, I wanted to stay in the realm of health and fitness, yeah. wellness, and I, I've always wanted. I've always been a caregiver. Like I've always wanted to take care of others. Yeah. And I knew that that was definitely the path I would take something in that realm anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I booked a one way ticket back and, uh, you know, my mom was very excited, but she didn't, yeah. she didn't think that it would last long. And, uh, I was scouting out where I wanted to go next. Yeah. I, I mean, I applied for visas to Australia. I thought yeah. about LA. And then I met my husband <laughs> <laughs> two months after being home. And it's been four years now. So I'm still, I'm still in Canada. Once again, you're like, oh, I'm just going to be there temporarily. Yep. And then you stay. It's yep. like, that's your and life. again, for love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about with you, but let's talk about love. Yes. Let's talk about love sure. because um, that's, a, I mean, that's a topic I, I'm always intrigued with. I write, you know, so many romantic comedies and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And I've been on my own journey, my own healing journey of like worthiness within love. And you were saying how you were always, um, you know, going to places for love, yes. following for love. What really was the shift within this relationship mm -hmm. and aligning, you know, divinely with your partner now? Yeah. So for me, I mean, love it takes two people giving, giving their all, you know, and um, giving and not expecting anything back in return. And for me, my husband now, he, he has just evolved so much in our relationship and as have I. And I always thought that I was the patient one and the more calm one. But over the past four years, I've seen that he is actually the one that keeps me calm mm -hmm. and he is the one that's more patient, but he's wanted, he, he's given so much and changed so much in like this positive, beautiful way. Like he's always wanting to become better and as am I. Right. And I think that we have trouble finding that in partners mm. because so many I of us, that. we we're we're giving but subconsciously we're expecting something in return mm. like we're not actually doing something for someone as much as we think we are mm -hmm. where we're we're not hoping to get something back you know right so it's really tapping into that state of the uh love with no restrictions exactly and yeah. I mean you can talk about that even in terms of 
manifesting your career. I mean, you know, like really stepping into uh, that divine space yeah. of saying, I'm going to be that vibration of love. Mm-hmm. And what I've been really learning is it, it really, as like cheesy as it sounds, it always starts with you. Mm-hmm. And it's always cultivating that and embodying yeah. the love that you want to basically attract into your life absolutely and even not needing it yeah and do you think that's kind of what happened right before you met him because you probably weren't expecting to meet your husband I was not expecting it I was just I I was in a pretty good place myself I a a little bit confused as to like where I was gonna go Mm -hmm. but I felt confident in myself and I loved myself and I never was that person who needed to jump back into a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was okay being alone. And I mean, being alone is the being alone it teaches you so much about yourself because you can really go within. Whereas if you're always yeah. with someone or you're always surrounded by people, your head is full of all these thoughts and like it's so busy all the time. So, yeah, I think that I don't know. It, it just happened. And I think so many of us are afraid, you know, we're getting older. We're 30, 31, which is not old whatsoever. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm 35. Right? And I'm still single. Yeah. And but it's, 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 um, it's changing the perception of what that means. Yes. It's changing our beliefs and like things that we've conditioned ourselves to believe for so many years. Like mm-hmm. I need to be married by the time I'm 30 and I need to be pregnant with my second child. I need to own a house. Like these are just beliefs that we've created. Like we've made this blueprint of our lives to look a certain way. And uh, is that really setting up us up for success? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Because if we get to a certain age and we haven't achieved those things, then we're feeling discouraged. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, like my mindset is like, you just kind of have to go with the flow and keep, uh, you know, spending time on yourself and giving yourself love and self care and, you know, spending time with people you love and care about and doing the things that make you happy and joyful. And it will happen. It Mm -hmm. will happen. And then when you do get there, you know, giving your love and like I said, not expecting things back in return where when you're in a healthy, loving relationship, the love will come back. Mm. So by no means should people take this the wrong way and think like, oh, I'm going to give all this love and not get anything back. Of course you should be getting love back, but you shouldn't be expecting to get love back or to get something in return. Yeah. It's like a switching the perspective of validating yourself. You know, yes. it's like, I need to do the, you know, it's, it's not saying I'm going to show this person all my love so that they can show me that they do love me. So yeah. I know I'm safe and that they will never yes, leave. Exactly. That comes from the, the lack mentality yeah. and the, a space of unworthiness, yes. you know, and if you can truly step into this more divine way of loving within a relationship, it's saying, I'm going to love you no matter what, no matter how long you stay, go, I'm always going to be okay. Absolutely. And inevitably that's like the most beautiful and magnetic space you can be. Yeah. And loving, loving one another through the hard times. Like Mm. when something's brought up, listen, listen to your partner, even if they're yelling at you, you know, take the time to listen because every negative intent 
comes from a positive place usually. You know, if somebody's really angry at their partner, it's probably because they love them Mm -hmm. and they're looking for that love. They're looking for that significance, you know? And uh, we're so quick to react in relationships when really we should be listening and responding Mm -hmm. and uh, communicating with one another. Because if you're not communicating, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, sensually, you know, intimately, then you're never going to know how your partner's feeling. Like, Mm. we're not mind readers. So, I mean, some people are. (laughs) But most of us, you know, we we can't read what is going on in our partner's mind. So we have to ask and we have to listen and we have to share and we have to hold space for one another. Mm. And, yeah, love each other through everything, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Did you think a part of that, you know, meeting with your partner was destiny? I'm so curious. Yeah. You know what? I, I think that everybody has lots of different paths Mm -hmm. and different destinies. I don't think that there's just one person for one, for, for one another, their entire lives. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I think that you have different partners throughout your lifetime and you, you learn and you grow and you evolve. I mean, through some of my heartbreaks, that's where I have grown the most. Mm -hmm. And it's led me to meet, you know, my best friends. It's led me to travel. And I think too, those heartbreaks in some way or another led me back to Canada. Mm, And I mean, now I've, I'm with my partner for four years and we have this beautiful baby girl. And yeah, I do think in a way that it was our destiny to meet, but I also think destiny, like it could go in other directions as well destiny Mm -hmm. it's not like the end all be all like people shouldn't look at destiny as like well I'm going in a certain direction and I want to end up here you know so yeah I I don't think people should just rely on like this thought of like that's my destiny that's my destiny because again I think you can set yourself up for failure in that way so true right or hold on to something because you thought it was your destiny exactly even though it exactly. might not be serving you which yes. is what I did for a really long time I think lots you know? of us do yeah and then it's this recognition of like actually we're in this multi-dimensional universe mm-hmm. there's so many options for us yes and it's really tapping into what's of highest alignment for me right now mm-hmm. what does my soul want to learn Um, and really trusting and, and, you know, going into that flow state, which I think you just do beautifully. Like you innately are just like, I'm going to flow here and see what happens. I'm going to flow here. And your life has really unfolded in this like really beautiful way. And now you have this baby girl and how has, uh, motherhood, motherhood changed your perspective on the universe and you know, what was that whole process like afterwards? Like. Honestly, it's like an experience, like it's indescribable. Mm -hmm. It's just the most wild experience. And, you know, for those who don't believe in miracles, I mean, just have a baby and, (laughs) and that will change uh, your mind on that. I love that you say that. It's so true though. Like we grow, you know, another human inside of us and then we birth them and, then we can sustain them with like, you know, breast milk. And Mm -hmm. it is absolutely the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Like the entire birthing process. And of course you go through ups and downs after, I mean, raising a newborn is, it's 
one of the hardest times I think as a parent mm-hmm. that you'll go through so far. I mean, my daughter's only 15 months, but, um, yeah, you lose sleep, but I mean, that's what you, you've got yourself into. Right. And yeah. at the beginning, I feel like you're just running on adrenaline cause you're just like, wow, like I birthed the baby and this yeah. is incredible. And it, it teaches you also that like the female body is just like spectacular mm. and like, yes. Love that. Oh my God. I watched so many birthing videos to prepare for birth because I wanted to do it unmedicated and I wanted to do it in the water. So I watched so many women giving birth in these types of scenarios and it just gave me so much belief and power. Like I can do this, you know, because I watched all these other women before me and it was so instinctual and raw and like animalistic, you know? And uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. Did you end up having that yeah experience you wanted so almost yeah (laughs) so so what happened was I planned a home birth and my water shut off the night I went into wait your actual house water yeah so we live in a loft and they were doing maintenance every two weeks and whoa I know so prior I mean maybe that was the universe saying yeah you know, you shouldn't do it here. Um, but we had registered at the birthing center two weeks prior. Cause I was like, what if the water shuts off? Like the chances were slim, but sure enough, she was like, I'm going to come now. And, wow. um, yeah. So like the birthing pool was set up, everything was yeah. set up, ready to go. And I labored at home for as long as I could before the water shut off. So I, I was able to get into the bathtub, like before the water shut off, maybe four or five hours prior. And then, yeah, we went to the birth center and honestly it was, amazing because there was like a fireplace there was a massive tub it was stunning like they were bringing me smoothies what yeah and that's all covered by (laughs) OHIP so any new moms or women who are pregnant go to the birthing center I think think that's a massive manifestation that you did yeah because you had this vision yeah for you know what I mean and we talk about visioning beforehand you have this vision of what you wanted it to be, but you also allowed the universe to, to lead you. Yes. And in that moment when, you know, the universe is like, we're going to shut off her water because we want her to have an even better experience. <laughs> we want her to go to yes. like, a, like a spa. It was. Her, it was like babies. a spa. And there were like four midwives there that day. So like they were just all around me and I had all this female support and Oof. it was beautiful and I wasn't attached to the outcome like if if I had to go to the hospital if I had to get an epidural then I was okay with that but I had the idea that I wanted it to go this way and I did I visualized so much before I watched so many videos I practiced breathing and like hypnobirthing and all that so I do believe that everyone should do those things because birth isn't something that you can just like jump into. I think that we should prepare for it, but also not be attached to the outcome because no matter what way you birth your child is spectacular and you are going to feel empowered no matter what, because you're still birthing a child. And it's like, man, I was like, my whole body was like shaking for like an hour after. Cause I was just like, it's so crazy and like animalistic like I said and it's just the most I mean my husband and I cried for like we had a birth photographer and we cried for like a week after looking at the photos so it was yeah it was amazing 
I love that story so much. <laughs> I also think that, um, and I've heard that a lot of women, their creativity just kind of like opens up after a baby. Yeah. true? <laughs> I, honestly, well, I was lucky because uh, my baby, she slept so much after like we, I delivered her mm-hmm. and I was able to, yeah, I would get up really early in the morning before she woke yeah. and I still do this and I would like write and write and write and write and write. And I, yeah, I had a lot of creative juices flowing and like, I think too, you can do it in a very empowering way, but there might be ways that you do it that are disempowering as well. Like you, I think a lot of moms have this idea that like, I don't want to get lost in motherhood. Right. Mm. So they're searching for another purpose that they can fulfill. And for some moms, just being a mom is enough. But for other moms, they're like, I don't want to lose me. So I think that I battled with that for a little while. Like I, I love being a mom and I'm like, I'm full time with my daughter. Like I don't want to go back to a nine. To, well, I was ever, never at a nine to five, but I don't want to go back to working like 10 hour days, you know, yeah. because I want to be with her all the time. But at the same time, I, yeah, I had this idea that I was going to get lost in it and that I wasn't going to be able to help other people because that's what I do. Yeah. And I battled with that for a while and I needed to find a balance. And eventually I did because my, my coach, my life coach asked me, he was like, what would make you happy? And I was like, well, I want to be a full-time mom, but I want to make X amount of dollars a month and I want to have this many clients. And he was like, you can't do that. Like you cannot, you know, have this many clients and be a full-time mom because it would literally be impossible if I wanted to work that many hours and be a full-time mom. And he said, like I've said before, if you're setting yourself up, you know, for failure, which I was in that instance, Mm -hmm. um, you don't, you can't do that. So I ask my clients all this, all the time, like, look at your goals and on a scale from zero to 10, how likely are you to achieve them? And if you're not at an eight or higher, then you should, you know, rejig some stuff and move Mm -hmm. some stuff around because you want to start your day at the top of the mountain and not the bottom. I love that you're talking about this. (laughs) And I feel like it's coming up a lot in my life right now too, of, I mean, being capable of, of, uh, or thinking I'm capable of doing it all. Yes. And then at some point you're realizing that, um, things like trying to do everything all at at once really doesn't do a service to kind of very specific things that you have in your life. Absolutely. And to just be honest with where you're at and everyone's different with that too. Mm -hmm. Some people, um, they can work three hours a day and get triple the amount of things done than other people. And maybe some people don't want to. It's like really being self-aware. Yeah. And I love that you had a coach at that time. So yes. let's get into the coaching. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. And you help so many amazing women <laughs> all over the place. And you still do. Um, so how did you find your coach? How did that all come about? Yeah. What inspired you to become a coach? So uh, my coach, I've known him since I was 14. And... Uh, we, we actually used to model together. Like we would do these bridal shows together and he was like a big brother. I was always so excited to see him. And he was a personal trainer at the time, started to do life coaching. And then he became an author and speaker and he did a Ted talks. Like he has grown so much in the last, oh my gosh, how long has it been? Like 15 or 20 years. And, um, 
I started doing personal training with him when I was 18. And every time I would go into a session with him, I would leave with so much knowledge of just life. And like, he would give me books to read and like, he would just, he was so wise. And I was so fascinated and inspired by him. And he's always been a mentor to me. So I'm going to be 31 in March, so yeah, I've known him since I was 14, and uh, then it wasn't until a year ago that I started doing life coaching with him. I started talking to him once a week, and I wanted him to help. I was looking for him to help me become a better coach and just teach me about the experiences that he's been through, you know, because he has 10 years on me. Mm -hmm. So the course, I, I was like, I after a few sessions, I was... I was more focused on strength training and meal planning for women. And then after a while, I was like, I can help people on, on a much, much deeper level than this. You know, like fitness and health are great, but it's just the surface. And when you can start to feel better in yourself and the relationship with yourself, the relationship with others, then all of that stuff just comes, you know, second nature. The health and the fitness just flow Mm -hmm. more naturally because you want to start taking care of yourself when you feel good Mm -hmm. in, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. And I asked him, I was like, hey, what did you do? Because I want yeah. to be the female version of you. <laughs> I love that. And uh, yeah, I just started taking all the courses that, that he uh, took yeah. because that got him to where he is. And obviously, you have to be a certain kind of person. You know, a course isn't all of a sudden going to make you this incredible life coach. So yeah, I started doing that and just dove way deeper into human psychology mm-hmm. and not only helping just individuals, but helping people in relationships. Because, mm. I mean, the rate of divorce is so high, and I, I don't think that it has to be. Yes. You know, I, I think that if we just tried a little bit harder and we learned more about ourselves and about our spouse, mm-hmm. that we could stay together, you know? Oh, so, so beautiful. It feels like that's really like a calling on your heart. Yeah, it is. It, it truly is. Because I think that so many people... They look for this like crazy love, like they feel like they have to be so in love with someone and like if there isn't a spark or passion 24-7 that it's over. And like that's not the case because Mm -hmm. yes, all relationships start out that way, but then, you know, life happens and you, you move together, you, maybe you have kids together, you travel and you're, you're doing all these things. And there's so many different variables that play a role in your relationship Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes you you take different tracks and then you're back on the same tracks and then you're off those tracks. And it's just learning, getting to know more about yourself, getting to know more about your partner that can help you stay on those same tracks mm-hmm. and like fulfill your partner's needs and they should be learning how to fulfill your needs in ways that make you the happiest and make mm-hmm. you feel the most loved. So, so true. And when yeah. both both people in the relationship are always working on their own, yes, you know, absolutely. in their own way. Yeah. Like showing up and working and, you know, if something's happening, it's like looking at, okay, internally what is going on with exactly. me? Exactly. Because we're always like a mirror of each other. Yeah. And so asking questions. Yeah. Not just, it's so easy to run when the going gets tough, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to make that, like, I don't want to have any yeah. confrontation. I don't want to like a lot of couples or individuals will avoid, you know, the mm. hard stuff, but like 
that's when you have to dig deeper and that's when you make the most connections and like when couples start to lose that like intimacy with one another that's danger zone like you don't want to lose that intimacy so it's about always working on rekindling that intimacy if it starts to you know fade out and not only sexually but like emotionally and spiritually and just connecting on a much much deeper level and I think so many of us think well if there's nothing wrong in our relationship on the surface then we shouldn't talk to someone about it because we don't want to pull any problems out of the hat you know that we don't actually have when in reality like we should always be working on our relationships because if we're working on them when we feel like there aren't any problems then we're going to know how to deal with the hard stuff when it shows up Mm. does that make sense I love that you just said that that's amazing (laughs) so that's such a good like way to describe it working when you don't have the yeah. the problems it's just like it's all it's like maintenance it's like continuous exactly exactly you know every single day it's like even within our own minds it's like we're never going to get to the point where it's like okay we're good yeah we've learned all the all the lessons it's like a daily practice it's I so do a true. daily meditation practice I yeah go to kundalini every week like you're not just gonna go yeah. when you're feeling like crap right yeah you, you know yeah It's the same, like, because my background is in working out. And, like, I'm not just going to go when I ate one crappy meal. Yeah. Like, if I'm consistently going to the gym and feeling good, I'm going to enjoy, you know, the chocolate cake. I'm going to enjoy the pizza. I'm not just going to go work out because I I ate bad. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Or I feel like, oh, I've gained 10 pounds, so I better go work out. No, it's about being consistent and showing mm-hmm. up for yourself daily, whether it's kundalini, whether it's working out, you yeah. know, whether it's eating healthy, showing up for your partner day yeah. after day, like putting in the work. Don't just go see a therapist when you have a big issue mm. or a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love life coaches. So. Um, so for the woman who is maybe not in the relationship mm-hmm. yet, and that is a huge desire on her heart Absolutely. and something that she really wants to create um I mean we can use me as the example you know it's a knowing that it's going to happen yeah um and focusing on maybe relationships that have not worked out and thinking that they were the person and then you know life leads a different way what would you say to that woman like if you were coaching a woman who is just like I really desire a partner yeah but I don't know how to do it like yeah so find it or how to like I know. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of women feel this way. So honestly, I tell my clients, first of all, yes, to work on themselves, but most people will be like, well, I know that. Yeah. 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 I don't want to be alone. And like so many women who are in relationships will say like, you should be alone and work on yourself more. Yes, you should, but you also have to put yourself out there because honestly, if you're only working on yourself and you're alone all of the time or you're with friends, okay. It, you're not going to meet someone. You you do have to put yourself out <laughs> yeah. there. Like, you know, show up online if that's something that you want to do. Like, yeah. go out with your friends. Ask your friends to introduce you to their friends. Like, mm-hmm. we think that we've utilized all outlets in our life, but there are so many people in the world. And, like, you know, it could be the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams, whether you're male or female. It could be a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend, you know? Mm. So, yeah, put yourself out there. Mm. But also continue to work on yourself because 
if you're, if your relationship with yourself isn't strong and, and you're not making those deep connections with yourself and showing up for yourself day after day, that when you do get into a relationship, it might be, it might, it will be more difficult. Yeah. Because that's when like the lessons start. Yes. It's like, you know, it's amazing when we meet the person, whatever, but that's when it all, everything kind of comes up. Yeah. It's like, you know, the insecurities or the whatever's limiting beliefs. But if you're working on yourself, then then when those come up, you know know what to do Mm -hmm. because no matter what, we're, we're not perfect, you know, like we're never going to be perfect, but if we know how to respond instead of react to situations, Mm -hmm. if we know how to take a step back, if we know how to realize that our emotions and our thoughts are just objects, they're, you know, outside of us and we can see them, you know, by stepping away from them for a second and be like, okay, you know, this, this situation isn't the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have I done everything I can to, you know, sort this out or is there something more I can do? And if there's not, then we don't have to worry about it. You know, if we've given it our all and just like learning how to, uh, like know, know that we are worthy no Mm. matter what and like love ourselves and like speak kind words to ourselves and, you know, wake up every day and practice this because like we were just talking about, if you're not practicing these things on the, on a daily basis, even if it's every other day, showing up for yourself consistently, repetition is key in anything you do. Because again, like I was just saying, and like we were just saying, if you're only going to Kundalini, you know, once in a while and not practicing those things on a regular basis, if you're only working out, you know, once a week, then you're not going to receive the results that you're looking for. Yeah. So it's like showing up for ourselves. Yeah. We have to do it consistently. We can't yeah. just wake up one morning and be like, okay, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to speak kind words to myself today, but then you don't do it again for three weeks. And like your mind mm-hmm. does not know the difference between what's true and what is not. We create our own reality. So if we're visualizing these things every day, what we want, what we desire, and putting in the work, you can't just sit in our nice little cabin visualizing these things and not actually showing up, right? right? But like, it's, yeah, we create our own reality and it's just about changing our story, shifting our beliefs and... It, the love will come into your life. I love that. It's like embodying it by doing the work and um, on a, you know in a consistent practice mm-hmm. and then taking inspired action. Yes, really. Yes, taking action yes. is everything mm-hmm. because if you're not taking action then yeah. and sometimes that may be risks. Yeah. And like in your case, it was, taking the action to come back to Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Which was scary (laughs) for me because I felt in a sense like I was moving backwards. Right. Totally. But yeah, I, I always use this metaphor for my clients and it's like, look at a lotus flower, for example, right? Mm -hmm. It grows from the mud. Mm -hmm. So it has to get through all that dark and icky mud to grow into this beautiful flower. And like, it's a metaphor for life. We have to go through shit sometimes, you know, and like Mm -hmm. go through dark times and tough times and we will end up in the light and we will end up seeing the beauty and we'll grow and evolve. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. Lotus flower. So let's talk about this book that you gave me, which is so amazing. I think I might've talked about it on the podcast, but I'm not sure, but, um, 
you gave it to me to read because it was something that really inspired you. Yes. Oh yeah, I think I did a whole podcast episode about it. So. <laughs> Communicating with your soul. Um, how did that book land into your hands and how did it really inspire you? Because then it was like a huge awakening for me. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, to be completely honest, I probably just liked what the book looked like. (laughs) Um, You know what? That's totally fine because I think once we're, our eyes are open to anything, it could be like, that is the way that the universe was communicating with you to be like, oh, I'm drawn to that. Yes, exactly. I'm going to go pick it up. And mm-hmm. and all of those, I call them like the little breadcrumbs yes. of information. Yes. Yeah. And when we have the, you know, when we're really more open to our universe and we can even become even more open, like, there's so much more. We're all energy. Like, yes. There's so much more that we don't even see. Oh my gosh. That um, Or we, we're ignoring. Yeah. It's like there are synchronicities, there are signs, yeah. there are numbers, there are things that are trying to communicate with you yeah. constantly. Beyond, you know, ourselves. Yeah. And like, yeah. In, in, yeah, like there's, yeah, it's, uh, this, this book is amazing. Honestly, I, yeah, picked it because I was drawn to it, I guess. Yeah. And like, as soon as I started reading it... I, uh, there, there are all these, um, what would you call it? Like exercises you can do throughout the book, right? It's been a while, but exercise to exercises to communicate with your soul. And as soon as I started reading it, I, I was tapping into my soul way more and it sounds strange, but I, I felt like I could feel energy around me. Like I felt like I could feel this like buzzing of energy around me. And I mean, we are all energy, right? But we often don't tap into it again because what we were saying, like our minds are so busy and we're always surrounded by people and we never just spend time alone. And I was reading this book alone, you know, in solitude, like it was quiet every time. And I was like, it kind of freaked me out when I was feeling it. I was like, oh my God, this is wild. Like, and uh, yeah, I just... Your soul has the answers. Your heart has the answers. And recently I was reading about, there was this study done and they did, they tested the electrical response between the heart and the brain and they're radically different. But when you breathe into your heart for at least two minutes, they sync your heart and your brain. Wow. So, and people think that they need to spend so much time meditating and they think that, you know, they need to do so much to be spiritual and find enlightenment, but you don't, you really don't. And I think people become overwhelmed with like finding this spiritual enlightenment and becoming like woke, but it's not the case. You can literally just take two minutes on your own, like when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling angry and just focus on breathing into your heart and you're going to get answers that you wouldn't get if you were in those angry or frustrated or stressed out states, right? And uh, to me, that is your soul talking to you, like breathing into your heart. Your heart and your soul, to me, that's that's the same thing. Yeah. When your soul's speaking to you, your heart's speaking to you. And I just found that so fascinating because I myself have been overwhelmed with feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to be more spiritual. I need to go to more yoga. I need to meditate more, but you don't like, you can literally just spend a few minutes a day, 
tapping into your heart, tapping into your soul, or throughout the day when you're feeling times of like, you know, those negative emotions are coming up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that book made me realize that you do have all the answers within you. Mm -hmm. You do. You just have to listen. And we have trouble doing that because we're so busy all the time. Yeah. And the book is called Meet Your Soul, by the way, yes. <laughs> by Alyssa Romero, and I'll link it down because it was really incredible, and I was already kind of tapped into that knowledge, so I was uh, listening to this woman, Tosha Silver, who also talks about connecting okay. with your soul, like giving it up to the divine, yeah. having that communication, and that when you are really, and it's actually so simple, Yeah, it's like when you're just communicating with your soul and you're talking to yourself, it has the best answers for you, mm-hmm. more so than anybody else, because yeah. it knows your divine path. It can see so much more than you can in this like linear way. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's part of that infinite space. So, and its main purpose is to just get you back to your authentic self and lead you on the path in the most beautiful way. Yeah. So we have all the answers, and but what I love is that you know we have all the answers. It's Actually, we just, you know, we just need to ask and listen, like mm-hmm. you said, breathe. But there's this other part of it where we can be led to beautiful people who do this kind of work. Yes. Do you know what I mean? To really um, integrate it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can be getting the answers, but then your soul might be like, go listen to that podcast yes. or go work with this life coach yeah, absolutely. because really the work that you're doing is to just show people that they have the answers. Yes. You're really just the guide and you're holding and helping, space. Yeah, exactly. Guiding yeah. and supporting yeah. and helping people see that, you know, they're not alone. Yes. And chances are whatever you're going through someone else in the world is going through it too. And just Mm -hmm. having that knowing makes you feel a little bit less alone. Yeah. And then you can kind of go forward with, um, you know, new action plans and all that with just a support system. And I mean, I've just, I recently recognized the true power of that, even through just a, you know, a Reiki session of wow, of like, Yes, I can, you know, tap into myself and I get a lot of messages and I can, you know, get answers for myself, mm-hmm. but it's so beautiful to work with people like yourself who are gifted and this is their divine yeah. path. Like they're here on this planet, mm-hmm. like you're here on this planet to coach people yes. and to help them and guide them and that's your your beautiful gift. Yes. And that's what you were given. Mm-hmm. And it's like then you can connect with the people who are meant to be working alongside of you and I think that's so amazing when we can embrace that and really be like yes I'm gonna and whoever you feel called to I think like when you feel called to somebody there's a there's like a soul connection there for you oh 100% and I think that we I know that we all have this like like these psychic abilities in regards Mm -hmm. to intuition within us like I mean we all have had that feeling where we've walked into a room and we can feel someone staring at us or we can feel the energy in the room, whether it's like a not so great energy and you want to get out of there or a really powerful, positive energy. And you can either choose to believe that you're feeling that or not believe. Yeah. But when you're really listening and you're tapped into it, then yeah, that's where all the magic starts to happen. Just Mm -hmm. listening. And Mm -hmm. it really relates, it even relates back to the relationship conversation we were having. Like 
just listen. Listen to your mm. soul. Listen to your partner. You know, listen. Just yeah. be quiet and listen. Yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah, like we have so yeah. much trouble just like turning off for a second and just like listening to others or listening to ourselves because we always want to be talk, 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 talking, or we always want to have the TV on or a podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. just getting comfortable with turning off for a second, Mm -hmm. whether it's by yourself, like taking a step back and listening to your own soul or being quiet and just like staring into your partner's eyes and Mm -hmm. There doesn't even have to be talking going on. Just like stare into your partner's eyes and see what you feel. And I honestly believe that we we could understand so much more about our partner and feel those emotions that they're feeling. You know, do that for a couple minutes because it's going to seem like a long time at first. And then have that conversation with them. I love that. And then you can have that moment of communicating without actually having to verbalize anything and to be energetically then really connected and it it goes into be being in that present moment Mm -hmm. in that now state which is where the beautiful miracles exist it's in this now so I want to talk about um something that I've been kind of noticing within this year Mm -hmm. and it's really about this uh I I feel like it's this call to women to really elevating, showing up, becoming lights, becoming light workers. And I really want to hear what you think about it. I know that this year is the year of uh, four, which Mm -hmm. is like um, all about miracles and doorways opening, Um, but it does require us. And I think, especially for this, you know, the feminine energy, Mm -hmm. stepping into this light and stepping into our higher selves. And I want to hear what you think about this and what maybe some of the blocks are. Yes. Okay, so for me, it comes back to what I said before, like the beliefs that we've conditioned ourselves around for so many years, you know? So for women, like asking yourself what beliefs are working for you and what are working against you. Because if you have this belief that I'm not enough, I need more credentials, so many people are more experienced than me, you know, that belief is never going to work for you. And what we think, we become, right? Mm -hmm. So it's practicing, you know, kicking that belief to the curb and creating new beliefs that you are enough, that you are powerful, that you're an empowering individual and that you can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have the passion and the love and the drive to want to do something badly enough, you're going to be capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. And not only believing in yourself, because yes, that can be difficult sometimes, but again, you have to continue to show up for yourself Mm -hmm. day after day, week after week, month after month, you know, not just one week, not just one month, not just one year, but also surrounding ourselves with people that inspire us, but also support us, Mm. you know, and one thing that I get my clients to do when they're in this headspace of feeling unworthy or feeling like they're not enough is to go to people that they love and who love them and ask them to name five things that they love about you. Mm. And I've been having my clients do this recently. And oh my God, it is so powerful because 
one, it's it's really difficult for people to ask someone, totally. what are five things you love about me? Because yeah. they feel narcissistic or cocky or vain, but that is not the case at all. No. Especially when you're asking somebody that loves you and yeah. chances are they're going to be able to name more than five things about you yeah. that they love. And my clients have been doing this and the feedback that I've been getting is so beautiful. Like I have one client who I thought would just be able to ask one person cause she was nervous and she ended up asking a couple and then more people sent or sorry, that one person sent even more things, you know, wow. not just five things. And then I had another client who messaged me and he said, he was crying all day because of all these incredible messages he was getting from people. And I encourage everyone to do this on a regular basis because think about if you're a child and you hear over and over again that you're ugly, you're stupid, you're fat, Mm -hmm. you're going to believe that. But if you hear you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're brave, you're courageous, you're going to start to believe that. So imagine all these messages flowing, like flooding into you of like, you are this incredible person and I love you and you've been there for me. You're, you're a caregiver. Like it's so powerful and it's such an easy thing to do. It Mm. might be difficult for you to ask that person, but all it takes is typing it up and pressing send. Yeah. And then it also opens yourself up to stepping into that light and being seen. Um, and then you also the messages hold their own vibration. Like, I mean, words hold vibration. Yes. It's all energy. Oh my so God, not absolutely. only are you getting that, um, the, the positive, you know, reinforcement, yes. you're also getting an energetic loving expression yes. being put on you, yeah. which is, you know, double the, the power oh for you in that moment. Yeah. Write those words out that people send to you mm-hmm. and put them on sticky notes, paste them on your mirror in your bathroom, yeah. paste them on the back of your front door, or the back of your bedroom door. Like, so you continuously see them right. over and over again. And it, it's nice when we believe those things about ourselves, but sometimes yeah. it takes a while for us to get there. So, you know, having somebody else send all those things to us, if that's what it takes, do it. Yeah. You know? That's such a good practice. Yeah. I haven't even thought of that myself. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do that to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> or just even yeah. sending your friends those messages, you know, right. without them asking. Right. And I, I told my clients, like, you don't only have to ask for five things that somebody loves about you. You can say, I'm doing this exercise and I wanted to tell you I love this, 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 and this about you. Could yeah. you share five things that you love about me? Because it might be easier for someone to do yeah. that if they're giving them a compliment. You know, you don't have to, but yeah. if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Yeah. I love that. I think that's such a great example of just like a simple exercise that you can do. Yes. And so then simple. it just, it also shows you things that you may not have even been aware of, yeah. which is also so powerful. Absolutely. Because it's like, oh, you have this gift and you're like, wow, I, you yes. know, it's this new uh, recognition for mm-hmm. yourself. Um, is there anything that you're studying right now that is really incredible to you? Maybe something that a lot of people don't talk about in the spiritual community, yeah. something maybe new, something that's like kind of your the thing you're really like into right now. Yeah. So, right. It's not, it's not really a spiritual practice, but I'm studying, uh, human needs psychology, Mm, which is like, we could do a whole podcast on just this alone. You can come back so we can, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's, it goes back to what I was saying about relationships and learning about your partner's needs. And we all have these six human needs that and most of us have or we all have two that we need that we need the most like our top two needs but 
It's about learning what our needs are and learning what our partner's needs are. Or it could relate to a parent or a child or a friend or a sister. Mm-hmm. Learning what your partner's needs are and you know, fulfilling those needs. And with my clients who are couples, I get them to practice this over the course of 90 days to fulfill one another's needs. And if they feel, (laughs) yeah, if they feel like after 90 days, there's no hope left, then fine, figure out what you want to do from there. But chances are, if you practice this for 90 days, you're fulfilling one another's needs for 90 days. Chances are you are going to be extremely happy. So I'll give you a little quick overview because it's a lot of information, but the six human needs are certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. And uh, it will take, like I said, a whole podcast to break everything down. But if you're fulfilling all of those needs for yourself and for your partner, chances of being unhappy are very, very slim. But you, I'm pretty sure you can even take the test online to figure out what your, your, your top human needs are. And a partner could take it. But um, yeah, if, if people want to learn more about that, then definitely reach out to me because I really focus on this on in my that, coaching. Your, and especially with your, um, your couple clients. Yes, exactly. Yes. So when you do know your partner's needs, yes. and is it kind of like a reading of like, oh, they really need security more than everything else. Yeah. Is it kind so, of like that based off of like what is the top thing yeah. that they need? So the the six human needs are the driving force behind behind what guides us to make the decisions that we make. So with certainty, that's like feeling secure and comfort and stability. Uncertainty is variety, like the need for surprise. Oh. Significance is the need to feel important and unique. Love and connection is, of course, connecting to someone or something and feeling that love, feeling that connection. Growth is always wanting to grow, always wanting to learn more and evolve. And contribution is like giving back to something bigger than ourselves. Um, it doesn't always have to be something bigger than ourselves. It could be, you know, family, a home, the homeless. And we can fulfill these needs in empowering or disempowering ways. Mm-hmm. So we choose which vehicles to use. So... For example, significance. People whose top need is significance usually struggle a lot in their relationships because the need to feel significant all the time is so strong that they're they're working long, long, long hours, or they're always get they're they're always looking to receive something back in the relationship, right? If your top need is significance, then you're not usually giving without looking for receiving because you might not be feeling important. And then, yeah, so if you're meeting, you can also meet the need for love and connection, just say, by binge eating, right? Wow. So you feel connected to food because you're not getting it everywhere, anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So when you start to learn what your top needs are, then you can decipher how can I meet my needs in empowering ways compared to disempowering ways. So someone might be, you know, abusing drugs or alcohol because they're not meeting their needs in other ways. Maybe they're lacking love, you know, maybe they're lacking stability or financial stability. So they're meeting them in ways that are hurting them Mm. and maybe even hurting others. So when you start to learn about what your needs are, then your relationship with yourself will flourish because you know now you have the tools and you can implement them to 
you know, be happier and feel love and feel significance in really, in a balanced way. And then when you start to learn what your partner's needs are, but it's good for both of you to learn these tools and strategies because you can't have one person fulfilling a partner's needs, but the other person doesn't even know what they're doing, right? So when you're meeting your partner's needs, then you're going to be happy and fulfilled in one another's relationship. Wow. So it's like saying... Maybe the partner really loves the uncertainty part. Yes. So saying like, okay, my partner really loves that. So I can do a surprise dinner one night. Exactly. That they would never even think of. Yes. And I can, you know, plan a trip somewhere. Yeah. And not tell them until, you know, and exactly. then it, it brings that um, maybe excitement that wasn't happening at the time. Yes. Because the other person didn't know that that was such a you know, integral part of, absolutely. you know, and it's just being open to that and mm-hmm. allowing yourself and then also doing it for yourself yes. too. So if that's a need for yourself, then you can be like, Oh, maybe I'll spontaneously go take away myself somewhere. somewhere. Exactly. Instead of doing things like, you know, going out and partying all night long. Right. Right. Cause it's not going to be good for your health or certainty. For example, yeah. if you're always worried, like I need to go to my nine to five job and that's what your focus is all the time. Mm-hmm. Try to find another way to find that certainty. Like by going to the gym, I know that I'm always going to, I can always go. Yeah. I know what time the class is at. I know that I'm certain that I can control this environment. I'm healthy or like cooking meals for yourself. I'm certain that I know how to cook these meals. I'm certain that I'm going to eat them at a certain time, you know, just looking for other ways to fulfill and using different vehicles to fulfill those needs that aren't going to disempower you or your partner. And I love that it could be simple things too. Completely. Like you don't need to like, it's like, you don't have to have more money to do all these things. No, you don't. It's just recognizing what is really important for you in terms of your If you don't have money to go on some crazy exclusive trip there's yeah. other ways to feel variety yeah. you know yeah so surrounding yourself with new people you know going out to, to a new place with new friends like yeah. there's so many different ways to get variety there's so many different ways to feel love and connection and certainty and yeah. significance without them being disempowering or hurtful or unhealthy ways wow yeah, I love that. It's it must have really, like really fascinating. Oh my to, gosh, like, learn that <laughs> and then, like use it for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Because when you start to learn these things, you also stop taking things so personally mm. or making assumptions. You you start to analyze things in a different way. Like, okay, why did that person react that way to that yeah. situation? Oh, they they're fulfilling their need for significance. They must be struggling through something. They must be going through a hard time, and it it makes you also more compassionate. Yeah. Because you're not just being like, you're not jumping to the conclusion that like, oh, well, they responded to me this way because obviously they don't like me or, you know, like it never helps to make those assumptions or take things personally because we don't actually know. Yeah. And I mean, we might be wrong in the way that we're analyzing them through the six human needs, but at least it's in a compassionate way and not so reactive or hostile or yeah. aggressive. Mm-hmm. And Actually, something that relates back to this is, I I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Four Agreements. Okay. I literally was going to say that is The Four Agreements. <laughs> yeah. You were reading my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing book. Yeah. That's, and those mm-hmm. two agreements right there yeah. are ones that always come back to me. Do not make assumptions and... Don't take anything don't personally. Don't take anything personally. Yeah. yeah. 
And along with that, there's also the book, The Mastery of Love. I haven't. Oh, yes, I have read that one, but I need Ugh, to read it again. That one's so good, too, because it's all about what you were saying before of the loving with no conditions. Okay. Of, like, not needing someone yeah. to fulfill, you know what I mean, to, like, um, validate you yes. or, um, yeah, have this, like, I'm only going to give love if I take, yes. receive it in a certain way. It's, yeah. like, the attachment. It's, like, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So yeah. it's, they're, they're great. So books. you can buy it in a set too. Yeah. Like there's another one. Like that sounds like the four agreements yeah. and you just said it. Amazing. But yeah, it's the human needs psychology is fascinating and it's so impactful mm-hmm. whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship yeah. because it can impact, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Platonic relationships as well, right? Like it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship that you're working on. Like so many of us struggle with the relationships with our parents, with our children, with our siblings. So So when you start to learn these things, you kind of, you know, take a step back and you're like, okay, what is this person going through to make them, you know, react the way they're reacting to the situation? So yeah, I, I talk a lot about that in my coaching and I love that. It's amazing stuff. So powerful. Okay, let's um we're gonna end the podcast with what I like to call cosmic pings. Okay. So it's like whatever kind of like sparks in you and you know, something that comes up for you. Yeah. So uh the place in the world that you have not visited yet that is calling to your heart. Ooh, uh, oh my gosh. Whatever comes up first. <sighs> Probably Costa Rica. Ooh, I've been yeah, and it's it's a good one. It feels yeah. it feels like a Bali energy. Well, I've never been to Bali, but it yeah. feels like there's a big holistic wellness yoga yes. movement over there. Yeah, um, and I did like this little documentary when I was over there, and it, I traveled throughout the country, mm-hmm. and it's really the people yeah. are exceptional yeah it's they're just so happy it's like Bali as well it's just such a powerful example Mm -hmm. of you know living a life with you know true intention and happiness Mm -hmm. with just the land yeah really yeah because you don't need materialistic things yeah it's the same with Bali like yeah people have little sheds in the rice fields yeah and, although sometimes I would drive past them and see a like 46 inch tv yeah. <laughs> like, well, cool. yeah. but um yeah just like being happy and not focusing on all the materialistic yeah. things and all the technology and yeah and really using the land yes. so it's all about the wildness of mm-hmm. the place and allowing it to be and not needing all this other stuff all this other stuff that we created yeah. where it's just that connection to the land yeah so that's so amazing. Nice. Yeah, I, I um, really like to go. Do you know your life path number? No. Okay, we'll do it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> I'm a one, so I was like, I'm so curious to okay, see. Okay, I'm excited. It's, um, I've been really getting into numerology. Yeah. Okay, so is there any numbers that come up for you a lot? Like, oh are, do you have any, like, special numbers? I mean, like, since I was little, Yeah. whenever I, pl- I played a lot of sports, and five and 21 would come up. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. Like, I'd always have those as my jersey yeah. numbers. I've been seeing um, 555 a lot. Oh. And uh, it de- de- it's definitely, like, a traveling oh, really? number. So it's always, like, movement. And it's always, like, signs from, you know, your guides. But Interesting. Um, it's something that came up a lot right before me and Annetta were going to Joshua Tree. Oh, cool. So. Amazing. It's like, so five, I think. I feel like it's, like. Yeah. 
I'm excited to do that. But yeah, so we'll do do your your life path number afterwards. Um, The stone that really calls to you the most. Oh my gosh. I wear a lot of quartz. Okay. And then amethyst has been in my life like a lot since I was little. My aunt would collect stones before I had any idea of what like anything like the connection to spirituality and stones I I didn't put together when I was younger but yeah amethyst and I wear a lot of quartz Mm. what's the ring that you have on right now moonstone moonstone yeah and labradorite I wear a lot Ooh. so I just gave you four yeah 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 (laughs) okay I'm a big uh, turquoise oh yeah person and I also have um I think that's opal yeah it looks like opal yeah but turquoise yeah. is my thing. And there's another one. This one here, I don't remember. I never, I, never, I think it's like a Ventrain. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. But it's like my favorite. It is. <laughs> I, it's like turquoise. Yeah. Those I love turquoise colors. too. Like especially like the really raw. Yeah. But it makes more sense now knowing that there's this like the like water, the aliens. water aliens connecting with me. It's all about the blues. Yeah. Because I've always been attracted to blues. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. I know. Um, the season that you love the most? Oh my gosh, this is so hard for me whenever people ask because like yeah. I lived in Bali and like I love, love, love the beach and the ocean. Yeah. But being back in Canada and having like fall and winter, especially when it's beautiful, beautiful. and snowing mm-hmm. outside, I I honestly couldn't pick a season. Like okay. if somebody was like life or death, I'd yeah. be like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's beauty in all seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not spring. <laughs> because it, we I feel like we like, skip it. Like yeah, it just goes from winter all of a sudden no, to summer. We don't have spring because we still have snow in yeah. April. So. I mean fall is just so beautiful mm-hmm. with all the different colors. Really magical. And winter when it's snowing is stunning. So yeah, it, it's it's difficult for me to pick that. Yeah. I, I like to embrace all of them because I mean we can either embrace all of the seasons or be yeah. unhappy for the majority of the year, right? Exactly. It's so all about fine. I always like to create magic wherever yes. it goes, like creating environments. Like, yeah. you know, I we're recording this podcast specifically in this like cabin I know, today. I love it. I don't want to like, leave. Inside. <laughs> you don't have to. You can stay as long as you want. Um, the book that's really changed your life the most. Oh my gosh. And well, I know you probably have a lot of books. Well, yeah, I, I do read a lot of books. Um, definitely Meet Your Soul. Meet Your Soul. I, I give that yeah. book to everyone. So I would say that that one has changed my life the most. The Four Agreements. Yes. And actually The 5 a.m. Club. Oh, yeah, it's by Robin Sharma, and yeah. it sounds so like, oh, the 5 a.m. club, like everybody needs to wake up at 5 in the yeah. morning, but it's a self-development book, but it's a story, mm. and it's about this like incredible man who helps these two entrepreneurs like get out of their head and like the craziness of life and takes them on yeah. this incredible journey like all around the world and helps them to step into their power more through having this amazing morning routine ritual where they like work out and meditate and journal. And as much as I love self-development books, some of them can be like, oh my gosh, okay. Like totally, it yeah. seems like a little boring. I love boring. the ones with the stories, the yes, personal stories. So. I always want to hear about someone's life. Yeah. So this is, it's fiction, but it's, um, 
it's really cool. And it like, you just want to keep turning the page. Amazing. Yeah. I'm and then uh, the four one. agreements takes like a night to read. Yeah. It's the four so agreements small. is like, it's like a, you just have to, you just have to read it yeah, all the time. It's a, yeah. It's a classic, but yeah, the 5am club is bigger, but I went through it so quickly because yeah. I was like, wow, this man is amazing. Like I want to meet this man. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, meet your soul. So amazing. I, apparently I can never give one answer. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> the universe is. What about, what do you mean? What is it to you? The universe, what is the universe to me? Oh my God. That <laughs> is a big question. Well, when it comes down to it, I feel like we all are energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had you had mentioned like in the questions, bef- not on the podcast, but before, like how we're all connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do believe that we're, we all are connected and that yeah. We have so much more power in one another's lives than we think we do. Mm-hmm. And with, I mean, this is just when I tap into like, you know, the the grand scheme of things and like the universe and looking at life like it's so much bigger than just what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. When I see all these natural disasters happening and, you know, climate change and all this stuff, I feel, I feel a sadness and... I don't think that it's only my sadness. I no. think that it's so many people's sadness and yeah. and anger, and I'm feeling that. And I feel like if I can feel that, then we, if we all start to, you know, make daily changes and, you know, feel more love and seek more change and do more for the world, that it's it is helping. Mm-hmm. People think that they're not helping, but you are, you know, yeah. and just like paying it forward and like putting more good into the world. And as much as we do see these negative things and these disasters happening, there is a lot of good happening. And I think yeah. that it's ignorant for us not to see the bad stuff, but it's also ignorant for us not to look at all the positive stuff that's mm-hmm. happening and the, these change makers in the world, you know, like we, we are making a difference. Like so many different countries are getting rid of single-use plastic and so many people are eating less meat. And uh, I mean, if we want our children and our grandchildren to see a brighter future, yeah. then we do have to start doing those things. Yeah. And I think I relate that all to energy and the universe and just coming together and doing more. Oh, yeah. I so agree with that. Everything that you said is so beautiful because... It really starts with the individual level, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it can be very scary to think of all the crazy things happening in the world. But like you said, uh, there is just not enough. You know, we can have an endless supply of light workers. Yeah. It's like showing up, and it's really Absolutely. when you change your internal landscape, mm-hmm. automatically you are spreading a ripple of that energy out into exactly. the world. So it's like that connection. It's knowing that we are all connected to the earth and to Mm -hmm. each other and to everything that's around us. So raising our own vibration, becoming uh, our light, stepping into our, you know, goddess energy, God energy, whatever that may be for you and showing up in your highest expression will always affect other people in a more, in a more beautiful way. Even, even if it's one person, exactly. if your message can change one person, who knows how many other people that person can affect. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And love is. Love is. Oh, my gosh. 
love is honestly for me I think of my my husband my daughter love is unconditional it's uh, how we were saying it's giving and not always looking to receive love is happiness love is so many things nature the ocean the mountains I mean I could go on and on about all the things that I I feel I feel love when I think of so many things what is love for you Love is our birthright. Mm. Love is what we came here for and what everyone is, you know, meant to have. And love is in everything. And love is all a part of us. And I feel like love, love always wins. Always. Beyond anything else. Because when you're feeling those emotions of anger and frustration and sadness, we just have to tap into love to mm-hmm. feel better, you yeah. know, and, uh, and finding that connection, whether it's with ourselves, the universe, someone we care about, and it can completely change your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, we all have, there's always a choice in yeah. life. And if we always choose to turn to love, instead of what other whatever other negative emotion we're feeling, it's going to be a positive outcome. Yes, I so agree. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. For having this beautiful conversation with me yes. in this cabin. <laughs> <laughs> um, if uh, I know so many people are going to want to work with you yeah. because you're such an incredible light worker in our collective right now, how can they find you? How can they work with you? Yeah. So my main outlet is Instagram. Okay. So you can find me at Britt McQuarrie. Um, oh, it's McQuarrie. Yeah, Why is it okay. McGuire? I didn't, want, I didn't want to correct you at the beginning. Um, it looks like McGuire. It does look like McGuire. I've never heard you. I'm so sorry. So I've been, that's okay. I've been awful with names Don't all worry. week. I've been saying everyone's names wrong. McQuarrie. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I mean, you'll probably tag it, right? So yes, I don't I'm need to spell it. it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, just send Instagram. me a DM. I respond yeah. to everyone. Um, and you can also find my email attached to yeah. it. So people can email me. And yeah, that's yeah, it. I, I'd love to chat to anyone who who resonated with what we talked about today. Yes, and I'm here with Britt McQuarrie. Yes, not I don't know who Britt McQuarrie is. <laughs> this is that's amazing. It's that's, <laughs> I mean, we're human. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you.